Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 286. This week, we have the Romney retirement. Virginia is for lovers. Gas relief. DACA gets another day in court. Venom. The two-week vacation from life. The robots testify. Is not ransom. So the inquiry begins. And keep climbing. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. How are you this week? Good, man. So last week, uh, uh, the Bravos were the first to clinch the title. Awesome. Title. Six straight. Yeah, that was cool. Clinched it in Philadelphia. Did did you did you see the Philadelphia manager whining and moaning about the home run celebrations? <laughs> no, I didn't. Or he said that, I guess they asked him about it because the broadcasters said something about it a couple times in a few games, and and uh, uh, they asked him about uh, Acuna's celebration. He's like, "Well, I prefer my guys to act like they've been there before." Like, <laughs> <clears throat> That's funny. Tell me you're 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 sore about losing, without telling me you're sore about losing. Yeah, but, you know, they also said that they may face the Braves again. I mean, they could face them again in the playoffs, right? So this, this is probably not the last time I know they play the Braves. Uh, this week? When Yeah, this week. Uh, but they'll probably – there's a good chance they'll see them again. Oh, yeah. Phillies are a good team. Yep. They I are. mean – That's what we are talking about earlier. Their record is really good this year. I mean, it's pretty much any team with – I think they're 13 or 14 games over 500. It just so happens – the Braves are what forty six games over five hundred, which is unbelievable. Something ridiculous, yeah. There, uh, I don't know when they shut it down. Because <clears throat> games time, are left fifteen or so, fifteen games left as, as, as we record. Yeah, and and up five or six on Los Angeles. Okay. And if you hear me slurring a little bit, I had a a, a crown done yesterday. Ooh, those yeah, are that, never that was, fun. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> so my my tongue still feels like it weighs five pounds. I don't know if they burned it when they. I don't know what the hell, but, but the, my my tongue <laughs> right, right on that side still isn't right. And hey, the Falcons, uh, yeah, Falcons won too. Are we're undefeated. recording before. Yeah, we're, well, you know, we're recording as, as we before record. their second game. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I undefeated. Know, I don't know who the Falcons are playing this weekend. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna have to look and see. Uh, and they're playing the Packers at home this weekend. That could be a tough game. And I think they're only a three-point dog. I, I, yeah, played a, I played a survivor's pool, so every week I check I check the check the spreads and all that stuff. Well, if they can beat the Packers, I know that well, this will release on Monday and we'll know how that well the Falcons played. But it'd be nice to start off the year 2-0. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt, but it hasn't helped the Cowboys lately, so... <laughs> No, not at all. So Mittens is retiring, as you put it. Yeah, this kind of took everybody by surprise. Uh, In the previous week, Mitt Romney, senator from Utah, said he will not seek re-election in 2024. Now, he didn't just say he wasn't going to seek re-election. He kind of went out talking about how, well, let's back up just a minute. Romney is 76 years old today. So his point was, if I seek re-election in 2024, I would be 77 and I would be serving until I was 83 years old. So he really said, it is time for a newer generation of Americans to take the reins in Congress. 
<clears throat> he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. But he's also a f- fairly sharp 76. He is. I didn't think <clears throat> Romney was 76. When you look at him, he looks, he still looks very healthy. It looks like he's really, I mean, Romney's really taking care of himself over time. So, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a healthy Well, he doesn't 76. drink, doesn't smoke. Yeah, what a miserable life. I know. <laughs> but he is in Utah, so, I mean, I guess he has several wives who can keep him busy. Yep. You know, he did take his, his parting shots at President, uh, President Trump and President Joe Biden. You know, he said they were not doing enough to address America's challenges nowadays. And, you know, he said over the last, this is a quote, he said, over the last couple of decades, people of my age, the boomers, have done pretty well for ourselves. He said, we voted for all sorts of benefits and programs for us, and we pay for them, and think some of the people coming along next need to have a say in how we leave the earth and how they prepare for the future. I would say the boomers have done a terrible job running the country over the past 20, 30, 40 years, but, uh, but he is right. They did vote themselves all sorts of benefits. Well, <clears throat> that's not entirely true. That all started with their, their predecessors. Yeah, their predecessors too, right? With, with FDR, then with, with Johnson and the Great Society. But they sure haven't slowed down the spending that's come around. Oh, no. I mean, the, all right, spending in the government is not like a, a, a brake in your car. <laughs> <clears throat> it's like a light switch or a switch at, switch at a dam. Either flows left or flows right. It's still the same. The same amount of flow is going. <laughs> yeah. Which, so which side of the it. dam are you? Are you we're putting way more on on uh, on defense. Okay, Republicans are in charge. We're spending way more on welfare. Democrats are in charge. Yep. <clears throat> so it's not like anybody gets up there and says, "You know what? Stop the spending." Yep. And then he did throw off on the Trump wing of the party when he went out. He said, "We got too many people." Today, they're in a Trump wing of the party. He said he was the uh, the common sense wing of the Republican Party. I'm not sure I would agree with that, but he's you know, he's trying to go out throwing shots at everybody. Yeah, I thought he was fairly classless, especially when he voted against his party to, to, to vote to convict Trump. I did, he too. Must, he must really believe it. I, I, I mean, think he actually does. Because otherwise, you just pick up your ball and go home, and say, you know, I, <clears throat> even if you want to say, you know, this isn't the Republican Party that that I came up with, blah blah blah. Like, and then he, but he talks about all this liberal stuff with the with the uh, with the environment mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all the entitlements that that his generation has voted themselves. Like, that's not bragging, Hoss. No, it's not. <clears throat> so we have a new way to raise campaign cash. I love this story. <laughs> I do too. I think this is the best story of the week. So a Democratic Virginia legislative candidate. So Virginia, as everybody knows, is really purple at the moment. And they have what they have. They they have said there's six toss-up seats in Virginia next year. So this lady is uh, running for one of the six toss-up districts next year. You really shouldn't be using that term with with (laughs) what you're about to say. (laughs) So her race was rattled this week. Uh, on revelations that her and her husband live streamed themselves having sex uh, after she announced she was running for office. So they were basically uh, on a website called Chatterbait. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. 
but it's a legal website where viewers can watch live webcam performances featuring nudity and sexual activity. So she's on this website with her husband, and she's basically asking the people that are watching what type of things she should do to please her husband. Uh, and this came out the previous week. <laughs> it's, it, and according to her, she was doing it to raise funds. Uh, now, whether or not they were campaign funds or just funds paid oh, for the house. I think, I think that'd be a big campaign finance problem right there. <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were handing out ass for donations, I, I really think that that would be a, that would be a campaign issue. And this lady, campaign finance issue. And this lady's name is Susanna Gibson. She's a nurse practitioner. She's got two children. Uh, lives right outside a district outside of Richmond. But her and her husband were on this Chatterbait website. And having he's a lives. lawyer. Yeah, he's a lawyer. So they're out there doing their stuff on the website, okay. asking for people's suggestions on different types of things they should do to each other to please each other and making money off of it. She's a PA. He's an attorney. <laughs> they They were never doing it for the money. No, this is some kind of kinky this, fetish. This is got. this is their kink. Yes, it is. <clears throat> yeah, being watched is their kink. I mean, it's, now, it's, that's fine. No, I love I love how the media has kind of portrayed this. So she, you know, came out. She was sort of taken aback, but then she's really gone on the offensive about this. So she's saying the leak of these videos could be uh, an illegal act according to Virginia state law with revenge porn. Which is crazy because she was actually doing all the stuff online and all the videos are being distributed at this Chatterbait website. So this, look, this is not, she's calling them an I, illegal uh, invasion of her privacy. This is not. I think, kind of, <laughs> I, I think websites like um, Chatterbait, OnlyFans are supposed to have blockers <clears throat> to keep you from from take, taping. And distributing. Their, their, yeah. Uh, there was a there was a documentary about this not long ago, a year or two ago, that that kind of talked about the raise the the rise of Pornhub and and all <clears throat> and all that stuff, and how these tapes were getting released and and blackmail schemes for, from from people who had who had stuff and uh, <clears throat> what what got them in trouble was hacking. Yeah, I they saw that documentary hacked. that you're talking about too, where when they needed to take videos offline. They basically, people would just download them and put them back up as fast as they came off. And I think some of the sites made it where you couldn't download the videos any longer or they had stricter yeah, authentication for uploading a video is what happened to you. So you had to. But you can screenshot it. You, you could also yep. go low tech and put it on your, uh, put it on your smart TV and then hold your phone up. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I, mean, I, don't even, I don't know where to find the damn thing. She's, she's moderately attractive. Yeah, she is. Uh, I mean. It's just amazing. She thinks this is uh, an invasion of privacy when she was out there performing she, she in front also of other called people. It a sex crime. <laughs> yeah, she called it a sex crime. <laughs> Look, she got nailed by her husband on an open chat line, and she's claiming a sex crime. Yeah, because people are sharing these videos. She has an attorney that lives in the house with her. Obviously, there's video proof. So does, uh, this lady's not going to, I doubt if she drops out though, right? I mean, look, with today's politics and how everything is so R versus D and so polarizing, I, I doubt if this loses this lady a vote in Washington or in Virginia. No, no, <laughs> no. Look, I've, I've already, I've already ridden the, uh, the rapids with this once with, with working on Dobbs campaign. 
Yep. And having to go through the the Fox Five interview, which was honestly the the most hilarious two and a half hours I've spent in a long time. I was <laughs> sitting in the background uh, next to Matt Lowe and laughing her ass off watching this because you know obviously they take two hours that they're there with us and cut it down to a five minute piece. Right. <clears throat> but 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 the best my best line was so you've never been on TV before? Goes nope. This is my first hit job. Yep. It's uh look I, I so think I, this. I, I'll be interested to see if this one, if this woman stays in Susanna Gibson, if she stays in and continues running, I assume she will. I think by the time the right, I mean, voting for this has got to be sometime next year. It seems like this came out a little too early in my opinion. Uh, unless this is a special election. Yeah. Unless it is. I don't think it is. So I, I have to look up and see when the election is, but it's way too early. I mean, look, if, if it's, if they're, they're, they're voting this, the, the, the first, the Tuesday following the first Monday, this is exactly what it's supposed to do. October surprise. If they're dropping this stuff on her with a primary that's not happening until May. Yeah, it's way too early. <clears throat> and maybe this is a November type race. We'll have to look it up and see. I think it's a special election. I think this is a. a, a yeah, it's November. Had- it's actually November 7th, 2023 is when the election is. So yeah. we're only a couple months out. So actually it's pretty good timing. Well, exactly when she come out, October surprise. A little, little early, but early voting kind of pushed the, the October surprise idea back. Man, she won't you, hurt. Yeah. By the time you get to drop the surprise, like Hunter's laptop and things like that, half the country's already voted. Yeah, because she's already won her Democratic primary. So she, she is a Democratic candidate. It's not like she can drop out. She's got to stay in there. She beat her uh, Democrat opponent 55 percent to 44 percent back on in june of 2023 so look she's locked and loaded she's got to keep going it'll be interesting to see if this uh has anything to do with the results of her campaign or not we'll have to make sure we put a placeholder for this in november to see look in nevada they elected i think it was to congress the guy that owned the bunny ranch (laughs) i remember as a republican and he was dead yep he died before before November came around, and he still beat the Democrat. And he was on HBO's Cat House and, and all that Is stuff. Is that surprising, though, in today's political environment? It's, it was not, but it's but but the the surprising thing is is how each side grasps their pearls. Like I, I have never a pornographer. That's disgusting. <laughs> And then, then their side runs somebody goes, oh, he ran a whorehouse? Um, that's just a good businessman right there. He found something people want. Small business it. small business owner. S- small business owner. <laughs> so <clears throat> Kemp has suspended the gas tax once again for 30 days. Yeah, how's he doing this, Dave? Uh, tell me about the process. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe just an executive order uh, declared a state of emergency and dropped the, t- the gas tax. Yeah, so that's what was so interesting about this. So he declared a state of emergency. Look, I'm all for less taxes, but it's just it's strange to me that governor can just out of the blue declare a state of emergency and suspend this gas tax. Now, look, I'm glad he did because gases are gas where I'm down is around three eighty a gallon. This is going to make about a thirty one point. It's going to have about a thirty one cent impact on the uh, on a gallon of gas so you know it's about a 10 percent impact eight to ten percent i'm guessing it's not going to apply to diesels yes 35 cent on gallon yes 35 cent per gallon of diesel fuel and it's 31 cent per gallon of gasoline yeah it's Uh, 
you know, Governor Kent said, while high, while high prices continue to hit family budgets, hardworking Georgians deserve a real relief, and that's why I signed an executive order today to deliver it directly to them at the pump. I mean, this this oil situation is out of control, and I mean, Governor so, Kemp has tried but, to help as much as he can here. But, but it's, you're, it's, you're gonna you're gonna recruit your ass off of Rivian, I know. And then and then then throw stones at anybody who bought a Rivian because like no electricity's going up, but but our gas tax is going down. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, they stay and they stay in emergencies last thirty one days. So what he'll do is towards the middle of October he'll either. Uh, He'll either continue with the gas tax relief or he'll, you know, bump it back up. And I guess a lot of that will depend upon how the national uh, gas scene is at that point. A lot of this is being caused by Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is withholding a lot of gas at the moment or not producing as much oil at the moment. But also the Biden administration, if you, you know, the article that I shared they they are uh, you know not renewing leases. They're revoking leases in Alaska. They're pushing cost and ineffective policies to limit consumer choice. Like the Biden administration is doing everything they can to get away from oil and fossil fuels, and and that's having an effect on the price of gas. But then he opens the opens up the, the strategic reserve to to try to ease ease gas prices, yep. and we're about to come into that that season where. Refineries start switching over yep. and doing more heating oil. This it's is, not a problem with, we have in Georgia, but other places you have your oil, your heating oil delivered. A, a, a tanker, not a tanker, but a, a, a truck comes up and they fill your tank up. And it's I mean, nasty stuff. Yeah, and this is where, as as Republicans look at you know look into the election on twenty twenty four, and I know it's, we're still fourteen months away. But every campaign mailer should have the price of gas on the front, the inflation on the on the front of it, how much people are buying. I mean, th- this should be the easiest campaign season ever next year to beat an incumbent president. Yeah, but Trump can't do that. <laughs> but Trump, Trump can't just state. I mean, just state the facts of what's going on in the country. I mean, you get two flyers, both with each other's picture on it, both in black and white, with like some artwork behind it, and behind Trump will be something reminiscent of a Nazi flag, and behind. Biden will be something reminiscent of a communist flag, and and they'll they'll go to personality politics because the or personality politics because that's who that's they all are. it is. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. But it, like, even at the state level or the state house races, state senate races, look, just ev- make everything national. And that's what a lot of people do next year, especially in a, a, a mm-hmm. presidential election. Make everything about the guy in charge, and the the everything just writes itself for next November. We've got. Our foreign policy is terrible. We'll talk about that with the prisoner release in a few minutes. Gas is through the roof. I mean, there's there's Biden is 80-something years old and looks 97. I mean, and that's an insult to most 97-year-olds. Uh, the stories write themselves if you've got just these these politicians. It's, it's an easy way to win next year. The problem is getting is getting the message to people. Yeah, but it should be. I mean, the message is simple. I mean, God, I... To, so it's almost like we try too is, hard. Social media algorithms are echo chambers. Yeah, that's true. So when, you, when, when you open up Facebook or, or X or whatever, and you, you go out there, the algorithm's already figured out what you want to hear. Oh, no, no doubt. They're pushing that right, yeah, so right to you. If, if, if you're already anti-Biden, that's what's going to keep feeding you because that keeps feeding the clicks. Yep. 
<clears throat> it's not even an evil political thing. It's it's a money thing. It's, yeah, it's a money thing by the, <clears throat> I wanna, the social I wanna, networking. I want to keep those clicks going. Yep, that's all, that's what it's about. Yep. Oh well, but good for Kemp for suspending this. I mean, at least we'll get yeah, I mean, I, I thirty days. It. Uh, we get a thirty day break of about thirty five cent or thirty cent per gallon. So however many gallons you drive in the next month, you'll save thirty one cent per gallon. I could have used it in the heat of summer when I was going through three tanks a day. <laughs> Or three tanks a week, not a day. Tanks a week. <clears throat> so, DACA has been smacked down again. Yeah, this is an interesting story, to, uh, and I, I would assume everybody knows what a DACA program is. But it's it's DACA stands for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals uh, or Dreamers. Which, yes, Dreamers. Right. So it just says if you were brought here illegally, then. Uh, there was a federal policy in place which prevents the deportation. And basically there's hundreds of thousands of immigrants at this point that DACA would apply to. I'm not even sure it's not in the millions at this point, Dave. Uh, but a federal judge has struck that program down and basically said that program is illegal, uh, that, the fed, that the feds have put in place. And I think what they're trying to do, so this came about because there's Texas and about eight other states are suing to stop the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival Program. And I think the judge in this case said, this is not this is not for me to decide. This is something that should be handled in the legislative body. It's not for the it's not for the presidential executive branch to decide. This is a legislative matter that Congress needs to handle. And I think that's why they're striking us down and saying Congress needs to do something about this. They either need to make these dreamers legal citizens or they need to send them back, right? It's either one or the other. So this case looks like it's on the way to the Supreme Court at this point. And I think that's what everybody's trying to do is get it to the Supreme Court, let the judges if, at SCOTUS make a decision. If SCOTUS takes it, SCOTUS could just not take it and leave and leave 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 it in that court's decision. Yeah, they've almost got to take it at this point, right? Because I mean, I think SCOTUS takes it at this point because now they've declared that DACA is illegal. Uh, I think SCOTUS takes it. I really do. And I think SCOTUS is going to strike down. I really think SCOTUS, if I'm looking at crystal ball, I think SCOTUS strikes down DACA and says, That's, this is not because they struck down. We've talked about this in previous shows where SCOTUS has taken this approach of striking down uh, rules that are being written by the executive when they're taking too much leeway in what the actual legislative branch is passing. So they did that to a case up in Massachusetts a while back to fishermen They've done this a couple times now, so I would imagine SCOTUS is going to say this is something that needs to be handled by Congress, and y'all need to get your act together. They did need to do the same thing with bump stocks. Yes, right. And the other stuff the ATF is doing because the way this court is leaning, it's 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 not even it's not punting. It's saying you don't have the you don't have the constitutional authority to enact regulations without Congress. Right. You don't. of course, deciding the right way in this case. Now, liberals will lose their minds, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, well, there's, they're they're doing it for the right reasons. Yes, they're doing it for the right reasons, and you know, I don't I don't have any uh, hope that Congress can get their act together, not that to pass anything to address DACA, but this is where it lies is in Congress. They need to do something about DACA. And do something about immigration as a whole, because I think I saw yesterday more more illegals cross the border yesterday than 
I think, any day this year. So we've still got thousands. It was over 10,000 people across the border yesterday. There's two or 3,000 people that are being held. Children are still being separated. I don't know if you remember, you know, Kazier or AOC went down to the border when Trump was president, protested. Kids in cages. Yeah, kids in cages. Well, the Biden administration is doing the same thing now. Kids are being separated. Thousands of people are being held down there, but she's nowhere to be found at this point. Uh, but Congress needs to get their act together and do something here. They're not going to. No, I, they're not. Yeah, they're not. You could get you could get something any of that through the the House right now. You got McCarthy. He can for like for immigration stuff. He he can whip enough enough of his folks together to get something done. Yeah, but not then the Senate. The Senate. Yeah. Not yeah, it's not going anywhere in the Senate. I mean, won't even get to the president's desk to be, to, to be vetoed. I mean, it it, it won't go anywhere. <clears throat> you know, when when they got rid of the real filibuster and just came up with the filibuster rule. Yes. You know, and it's not Jimmy Stewart sitting. I will not yield. You know, it's 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 purposely broken. So they they don't get they they create these giant agencies like the EPA back in nineteen seventy one or seventy two whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You, they create the EPA, and then you go, you report to the executive branch, and then they never, they never have touched again. Nope. It's like, okay, we've, we, we've, we have, we've gotten rid of our responsibility on that. It, the environment's being handled by the EPA. Good. It's no longer an election issue for us. Yep. I can't, I can't think of the last landmark piece of, piece of legislation they got through besides Obamacare. Yeah, I can't either. I, I mean, it feels like the last. Well, I mean, I guess you would consider some of these spending bills during COVID monumental pieces it's, of legislation. But I know what you mean—not substance that substantive. That's going to make an impact for years and years and years. I don't. Well, I don't it's, remember. It's anything. changed the country. Yep, this changed the country. Yeah, I don't remember anything since Obamacare. We haven't declared war since 1941. <laughs> oh, we've been fighting since for the for the last hundred years. We haven't declared war since 1941. Yeah, and that's a huge problem. So Congress just they'll, they'll authorize spending. They'll authorize what they, they, it's, it's it's like having a oh he's commander in chief, but they go okay. Well, we like the idea. Here's the money to do it. Mm-hmm. We'll declare war. Yep, totally agree. Anyway, you have watch out for brown recluse. <laughs> Look, I heard a story on uh, ninety five point five driving up the road this week. So this uh, Atlanta area singer and songwriter, his name's Gabe Lussman, he noticed swelling in his leg uh, after seeing what he looked like a bug bite and bruising. He said he thought it was fluid retention or something, got to got to the point where he couldn't walk, couldn't eat, very nauseous. He goes in, he'd been bitten by a one of these brown recluse spiders, which are one of the most uh, venomous spiders out there. Uh, in North America. In North America, right? Yeah, North America. They got some crazy stuff in other countries. But yeah, it's like the most, it's the most poisonous spider uh, in North America. And I was, you know, they kept talking about this story. Sounds like about 40 to 50 people get bit by this brown recluse every year in the U.S. Uh, These bites have a bullseye type appearance. Your legs start swelling. Poison travels up. And people are, you know, this guy almost lost his leg uh, when this came up. I, I had a pair, I picked up an old pair of boots. When I heard the story, I had a pair of boots on that just got out of my closet. I pulled over off the road, took my boots off, and made sure there were no spiders in the bottom. 
Because that's what they kept talking about on the radio, how these spiders get in things that haven't been worn in a while or they get in your bed sheets. And that's where most of the bites come from. Yeah. They call them recluse because they're reclusive. You don't see them very often. I, I see way more black widows than I do uh, brown recluse. Oh, those things, are ter- the- those things are terrifying when you see them. Yeah. However, the venom from the brown recluse is, I believe, more potent to humans. Yep. It is. Uh, brown recluse are also fairly docile. Like you really have to, you really have to tick them off to get bed. <laughs> Good. And most most venomous creatures are like that. Now, now, how how does that happen with 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 most venomous creatures we have here? You step on them. Yeah. Number one place to get bit on bit by a snake, the hand because you're messing with it, mm-hmm. or the foot because you stepped on it. Yep. So yes, if he was if he was walking around the backyard and happened happened across a, a brown recluse, I mean I see him every so often in air in air conditioning and stuff. I just I I, I just pull him out with a with with a pair of channel locks or needle nose and you know kind of throw them to the side. I mean I, I haven't seen a nest bad enough. I grabbed my torch and <laughs> killed all of them before <laughs> I stuck my hand in there. But the. They, they they tend to be fairly docile, but you want to know what you what the hell you're handling before you screw with it. And I'm not good enough to to identify it. Uh, I don't I don't know if I should sit on the show. We, I'm a, I'm on a couple of snake identification pages, and yeah, and one one lady had was holding this. Look at this beautiful scarlet snake I caught, and we're like, that's a coral snake. Yeah, those are really dangerous. Highly venomous. The only elapid in 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 North America. Uh, elapids are related to cobras. So is that so like the paralyzing venom? Is that what happens? It's it's, it's, it's a neurotoxin. Gotcha. Versus versus the the pit vipers we have here are are hemotoxins. I mean they they'll both they're, they're both not great to have, but uh, the hemotoxin will, will causes your blood to to stop clotting and and you have you know your, your skin will split with swelling and all that stuff. That sounds enjoyable. Don't screw around the venomous snakes; you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't plan on it. I mean, you've got you've got two that are quiet, and they're and they're, and they're both fairly docile. The, the water moccasin and the, and the and the copperhead are very very closely related. You have the, and you have the rattlesnake who will give you a warning, like leave me alone. Cool, bro. You do you. I say that we'll be on the show next week. Dave, what happened to you? I got bit by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. So we have an escaped prisoner. Captured after 14 days. This this kind of took up national news, too. It did. My wife never stopped watching this story. She watches her uh, David Muir on 7 o'clock every night or whatever, and this was the lead story for 14 days. This guy, and this guy was an illegal alien, too. Dan, Danello Cav, Cal, Cavacante, I guess is how you say his last name. Uh, he actually fatally stabbed his girlfriend 38 times in front of her two young kids back in 2021. He was uh, in prison, escaped up in Philadelphia, it feels like, and he was on the run for 14 days. Uh, This is up in Pennsylvania. Uh, This guy was in, like, they knew what county he was in. He actually never left the county that he escaped in, uh, but they could never quite pin him down. He kept moving around. He stole a twenty-two caliber rifle at a certain point. You know, he broke into a house and got some food, and uh, they finally got this guy after 14 days, but... They were interviewing people up in that area. Everybody was scared to leave their house. They were scared to let their kids outside because this guy, I mean, you know, he's in prison basically for life. So he would do anything at that point to not go back in. Yeah, but you do that down here, 
you have a bunch of good old boys out guarding their own neighborhoods. Yeah, and there were I saw photos up there of people in back of trucks with AR shotguns out looking for this guy. So it was state police, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol was in on this. Finally, they they had they also had the helicopters overhead looking for heat signatures, but I guess it was too warm for most of the days to actually capture a heat signature. But it cooled off, and that's how they saw where he was by his heat signature. And then they sent the dogs in. And one of the dogs went in, captured the guy, and this guy just gave up when he had the, uh, I guess, the, the dog, dog biting on his, his face off. <laughs> yeah, ripping his face off. It's time, it's time to give up at that point. I don't, know if the, I don't know if the dog actually bit him on the head, but he was, he no, was coming I, through thorn bushes. Yeah, I so think it was finally tr- leg. Yeah, but look, <clears throat> there's, there's a couple lessons here. Don't, don't stab your girlfriend. Yep. Uh, don't escape prison because I'm sure he's only doing one life pr- sentence. I mean, he there's there's a possibility he could get out. Plus, you become a trustee at that point, and as an escapee, he'll never be a trustee. Uh, but the way he got out was was pretty ingenious. Did you see the video of that? I didn't see the video of it. You have to. So you have to tell it's me. It's a, a, a doorway, and there was space above it. He put every bit of his, because I think he's only like five foot seven or eight, feet on one wall, hands on the other, shimmied himself up. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, shimmied himself up the doorway, right? Like, I'm impressed. Yeah, it takes a lot of strength to do that. I mean, nothing, you have nothing to lose, I guess, at that point in, in your mind. But uh, I, I know I don't have that, uh, the, the arm strength to do that kind of stuff anymore. <laughs> I know, me either. There's no way I could but do he, what he did. But he's going he's to catch another dozen charges, including convicted felon in possession of a firearm. Yep. Which is federal, which is in 60 years when they release his dumb ass, the feds can go, nope, we, we got him for 10. Yep. So I, it was, it was, I know it was intense for the people over there. Yeah, good, good for them catching him, though. I was at 14 days out on the run. Good grief. A long time. You know he had to be happy to be to be captured at that point. I bet he was because he really never left the area. So, yeah, he he didn't he didn't look particularly clean or, or no. he, he looked like he was he was ready to go back. All right, take me to prison. Yep, all I could think of was Tommy Lee Jones. What was that show that or that movie? He uh, the Fugitive. That's what I kept. Thinking it was it about. was both a show and a movie. Yep. <laughs> Harrison, who was he chasing out? Harrison Ford, I think. That's Harrison what it was. Ford. Yep. I can't remember who who was in the original, other than uh, I know it was Richard Kimball. Was uh, parenthetically, mm-hmm. did you know that that's why they they stopped doing uh, grand finales on, on most television shows? Why is that? Is when he caught the one armed man, it died in syndication. Okay, people saw it was over. He 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 caught his one armed man. You, know, you, you you don't keep re- reading Moby Dick after they kill you know after <laughs> you kill the whale. I mean, you just, that's, that's it at that point. Yeah, like other than wrap, wrap it all up and that's it. Oh, that, that, yeah, that was a, well, it's, from what I understand, it's a very dense book to read. Yep. But but it's uh, uh, you don't you don't need to go back. You've seen it. So we have a artificial intelligence meeting in Washington, and boy, did we! Yeah, I think this is interesting. So this week or last week, uh, Elon Musk, Zuckerberger and Bill Gates or Zuckerberg and Bill Gates all met with senators. And before going into this meeting, must tell reporters there's some chance above zero that AI will kill us all. I think 
I think it's low, but there's some chance. And he said the consequences of getting AI, AI wrong are severe. So these three, you know, these three, this trio met with the Senate and they basically want the senators in Washington to pass legislation to regulate artificial intelligence. Um, I'm a little skeptical of this, Dave. I think I told you earlier, whenever the main guys out there that are that are trying to get, the, you know, they're trying to get the government to regulate something, then it's probably for their benefit. And I'm a little nervous that the three biggest tycoons out there from a technology perspective are asking the government to regulate something that they've already got kind of a stranglehold on. Uh, this doesn't go down. I mean, I think I'm not sure what to do with AI because we've all seen how much has changed here in the last just six months to a year. Uh, but I'm not sure those those guys in D.C. are going to be able to figure out how to regulate it without Elon Musk telling them, right? I'm not sure that's no, the best No, half of them approach. can't figure out how to use their wheelchairs. No, not at all. So, I mean, you got Diane Feinstein that 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 looks like it looks like Kermit after after George Henson took his hand out of his ass and just laid him down mm-hmm. sitting in her chair. Uh, you got Joe Biden who doesn't understand intelligence, let alone artificial. Nope. Uh, Romney, who is the youngest of the group at seventy-seven, going to vote on this thing. And this was a closed door hearing too, so this wasn't for the public to see, which is strange. And so they had all these meetings. You know, they're going to have nine meetings, it sounds like, in all. And then they're going to try to draft legislation coming out of that. Uh, I don't I don't, I don't, don't mind the closed-door meeting. Yeah, I don't know. I think it should be. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think with, this with should it, be out in the open. Uh, with sausage grinding? <laughs> you know, every, everybody wants the, the, the sausage when it comes out. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch, watch it being made. Exactly. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily mind some of the... So that behind the scenes stuff, and I think that's hard for municipalities because outside of executive session, they can't have closed door meetings. Yep. But you see, I mean, they're asking them to regulate something that is just really coming out in the open. That's taking, uh, it's taking hold. You know, AI is huge now. We've got Chat GPT and all these other type AI functions. But the, Congress has been trying to regulate the banking industry for what fifty years now. And look what happens all the time with the banking industry. I mean, we had the crash in 2007 because government wasn't regulating the banking industry like they should. And we're looking the other way. We had, uh, you know, just a while back, we had a couple more banks fail because the government wasn't regulating them and overseeing them like they should. Yeah, right. So what says we produce a bunch of regulations on AI? You think the government's going to be able to really look into AI and understand what they're doing? No, because... The technology will advance far faster, right? Than regulation can keep up. And banks are old school, so if the government can't regulate some old school bank with deposits and uh, you know how much that's, money you're keep- yeah. that's not what happened. I that's know, not, but it, what ha- what happened was they they were slightly under- undercapitalized, but when uh, they had all these these long term loans that are locked in, and the Fed shoots the rate up to. I think they're anticipating the Fed funds rate to go to go to five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, they lost so a, take the, yeah, they lost a bunch of money on their investments and had to get out of them. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I get you on what happened. Yeah. It's just yeah, but if I'm saying it's uh, it, it wasn't lack of regulation. But look, I've been with regulators in my jobs throughout the years over the past 10, 15 years. When the regulators come in, they have no clue what's going on. Most of them, most of them are clueless, right? So they're just taking what the banks are giving them, and they're just. Eating it. I mean, they're just sitting down and just 
okay, Mr. Bank, I, I got you. This is what you're doing. Okay, looks good. Banks yeah, are let not. Me see, let me see your books. Yes, exactly. And, and, and they're not go doing through, a good go job. logs and all that stuff. Yeah, so how are they going to regulate some artificial intelligence, chat, GPT? Yeah, there's no, no way to the, do it. So what Musk and oh, I know do how is, they'll do it is, is they'll create a, a new agency and, and oh, stick 100%. it up under it. They'll create, they'll create a, uh, an uh, internet czar or something like that. And that person will, and that department will have, have ability to throw out uh, sweeping regulation. And all, and all it does is protect the big guys. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All this is going to do yeah. is protect Meta, Google, NVIDIA, IBM. All the big guys are going to be protected. And it's going to make it harder for other people to get into the AI market and, and build new innovative you know, functionality and products. Well, it's one of the reasons that, that New York was one of the last places to get, get Uber. Was yep. the, the taxi drivers fought it. Because taxi drivers in New York spend a lot of money for that, what they call the medallion, the, their, their permission to drive. Yep. And when I say, I, th- I think it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that, that, that go, go into these things and they're inherited from, from father to son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after spending that much money, this is, this is what the big guys are saying. We, we built this and someone else is going to come in our heels and just do it better? Yes. It's called, it's called getting older. Someone younger will come along, do it faster, better, prettier. Right. So... Iran just hit the lottery. They did. And there's a couple things disturbing about the story. They did it on September 12th, the day after September 11th. Iran is releasing five Americans that they had in Iran that they were holding. And we're also releasing five Iranians. But as part of this, we also gave $6 billion in oil revenue that we had frozen through sanctions back to Iran. Uh, yeah, so we gave them five Iranians, and then we said, hey, hey, by the way, we'll just kick in another $6 billion that we've had frozen uh, through the sanctions process. And I'm sure that the, the five all have their different stories. It's either five or six. I know that two of them, they didn't have names, just blacked out pictures, that I guess. And, until they get home, they don't want to release who it is. Right. <clears throat> what the hell are you doing in Iran? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who these prisoners are. That is a good question. But yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, what are you doing in Iran? Uh, that's uh, the better question. I don't care. I don't care if they're Iranian and they're uh, by birth and going to going to visit mom. No, and, mom can visit you. And that could be what it is too. These could have been U.S. Iranians that went back to visit and were taken captive. Yeah, and look. Yeah, but you you have to know better. I, I don't care if you, if you're an Afghan. If you if you live here now, you don't go to Afghanistan to, to just just to go visit family. Well, the Secretary of State said when he was being questioned about the six billion dollars, he said, "Well, Iran has to use this money to buy food, medical supplies, and they have to use it to benefit Iranians." And then the Iranian guy got online, like their Secretary of State, and said, "Yeah, we're going to use the six million dollars to buy whatever we want to buy. This is our money. We'll spend it any which way we can." So that's what really drew the uproar from a lot of Republicans this week, that we would just give them $6 billion to use however they see fit. What don't they understand about dealing with, with, with despots? They only, respect, they only respect strength. Yeah, do you remember Iran is the one, I think Obama just flew in, what, the, the, uh, bales, the, of the cash. bales of cash and just dropped down on the uh, airport runway. Iran's also who held uh, what seven hostages in the in the late seventies, and as soon as Reagan was inaugurated, released them. Yep. I don't know what our deal with Iran is, uh, especially Democrats in Congress, well, but they it, look favorably it, upon it, them. 
Well, Iran used to be an absolutely gorgeous country. It used to be a a, a resort mm-hmm. in the in the fifties and sixties, and even going into the into the early seventies. I think it was before before the Ayatollah took over. I mean, it was it was a modern society. Yep. So that you're not going on vacation take note, there. <laughs> take note; it could happen here too. Yeah, good, hundred percent. Hunter Biden indicted on federal gun charges. One, two, three of them. Yeah, wow. This just came down right before we started uh, taping our show, too. So he was indicted in Delaware federal court on three counts tied to possession of a gun while using narcotics. So this is separate than the plea deal that felt well, sort of, you know, the plea deal a couple months ago fell apart. And now he's being indicted again on these uh, federal gun charges. Uh, carries a total of, of 25 if, if they were to run consecutively. Mm-hmm. If they've got the max, it's 10, 10, and 5. But he 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 get a, a quarter century in prison. I don't know how anybody could think he's innocent because I think all the evidence is right there in front of him on this. He, he signed a form indicating he was not using illegal drugs when he purchased a Colt Cobra revolver in October 2018. Third count alleges that he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. I don't think anybody disputes either one of those statements. Um, yeah, you think he goes to jail on this? Is he found guilty on this? <clears throat> I don't know Just how like he's. I don't, I don't know how he's not found guilty. If he if he strings it out long enough to set the trial in, I don't know. November of next year. And does his dad pardon him if he's found guilty? Yes. You think his dad would, you think President Biden would pardon his son if found guilty of these charges? As a lame duck, absolutely. He is a lame duck. Yeah, I think probably. That's what I'm saying, next November. Up or down, because he's a lame duck either way. Up or down. If if Biden wins, he's still going to get his son. Yeah, so what would it hurt? Yeah, I got you. He probably does. And it'll, be, it'll be a total pardon, so he won't even—he won't be a felon anymore. He's not just going to commute the sentence like uh, Bush did Scooter Libby. It'll be a—in my—in my especially, it'll be a complete pardon. And there'll be now very little sc- mention in the news about it if it happens. <laughs> now, what would screw Hunter is if we had a President Harris for a short period of time, because she ain't doing that. No, I don't think she's going to pardon him. God help us if we have a President Harris. Well, even for a short time, but— uh, yeah, Hunter better make sure that he's taking taking his dad over his vitamins and taking him to his appointments and everything else he needs because his dad better live to get to, get to get to at least be a lame duck to get him out of these charges. God, I'm not sure he is. I don't know if you saw last week, but not when he was at 9-11 up in Alaska. He said he was at 9-11 the day after it happened, which he was not. So he just straight lied about that. And then he keeps telling his dog-faced pony soldier story. He told that over in, what, Vietnam? And he said it was a John Wayne movie. That does not come from a John Wayne movie. So I don't know what his deal is with just making stuff up and acting like it was. Eh, it, it could be. <laughs> it, 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 it could be. If it is, it's cultural appropriation because it would have been one of the Native Americans saying that to the to the, uh, to the cavalry were considered pony soldiers. But who, who says that in Vietnam? Like, who... What kind of <laughs> do you think the Vietnamese know this and can relate to what he's saying? I mean, no. that, that movie was in 1952 that he was talking about. 
Good, good for Mitt, good for Mitt, Mitt Romney realizing he's getting old and needs to retire. I, I think he sees the indignity. Of yes, it. I agree. Uh, Nancy Pelosi taping herself together for one more run, which I think she's only doing to hand it off to her daughter. Yep. Uh, you got you got you got Barbara Boxer. You've got uh, Diane Feinstein. You're watching all these people. I mean, age right in front of you and, and watch them deteriorate. These are people that he has known for two decades. Yep. And like, I'm not far behind him. I better sort of like if, uh, uh, if, if you live in a neighborhood and everybody in the neighborhood is getting a new air conditioner, go ahead and set your budget. Yeah. Go ahead and time to get one. I'm there. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone, not on the show or any respective company for which we, we, we may work own or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. Eric Adams is an idiot. Heel of the week again. Is this the second uh, time? We mentioned him last week uh, in the last show that, that dropped on September 11th. But he dropped another little bomb on September 11th. On the anniversary of, uh, of the worst civilian tragedy in the United States to where hundreds of first responders died. He decided to announce that for uh, for budget reasons, they're going to cut the uh, overpay time of the NYPD. Gosh, it's shameful. And he's blaming us on the immigration crisis, or the migrant crisis is what he calls it. So you've got a bunch of illegals lining the streets. So you need fewer cops? Yep. Cutting their overtime. And here's the thing. It's, it's all, all the NYPD, they have, they have union contracts. So he can't cut their pay. Right. But he can cut their hours. Mm-hmm. He can kick any, anything anything over over forty hours. He certainly can cut back, and he can put it unless you are actively on a chase, or unless specifically authorized by a supervisor. Uh, when your time when, when your shift's up, you go you, you come back to the station check out. Yep. And uh, the guy in charge of the police uh, benevolent association in New York said they are still thousands of cops short, and they're struggling to drive crime back to the pre twenty twenty levels. I mean, if you've been in New York, I love New York. It's one of my favorite cities to get to, but it is, you can tell a big difference in what's going on in New York over the last two, three years. And this is just going to make it worse. That's his plan. Yeah, it's got to be. He's, gonna, he's he, trying to make it painful, I guess, where the president yeah. bails him out and gives him a slush fund of money for this. I, or the president bails him out or... or he gets to he gets to punish Abbott down in Texas. Yep, I assume that's what he's what, what he's going for here. Is, I don't know. Um, I, look, I've I've seen several interviews with Eric Adams. I don't take him for a dumb guy at all. But that's some hard headed stuff right there. To yep. Put millions and millions of citizens in danger because you want to make a point. I know it's ridiculous. Well deserved mule of the week. So House Republicans have taken a small step towards impeaching. About, uh, <laughs> President Biden. This kind of came out of the blue last week, didn't it? Uh, I don't think anybody saw this come out. I think there were calls to impeach Biden by uh, one of our own, Marjorie Taylor Greene. But I think she even dropped articles of impeachment. But it, it, it didn't. It, I mean, it, it went from went from the hopper into the shredder. Yeah, but the uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, came out this week and said they were going to open up impeachment uh, proceedings against I- President Biden. I think this is what what Marjorie Taylor Greene was getting at with uh, uh, when she she and Bobert got into it on the floor about yep. Bobert going to drop 
drop articles is you're mess you're messing things up. Stop it. He's McCarthy's in a lot of trouble though. I mean, part of this is to is to try to win over the right flank. I mean, the Matt Gateses, the Boberts of the world, because uh, he can't lose but three or four votes and nothing gets through. And they've got this big omnibus, omnibus battle coming up. And what Matt Gates, I don't know if you saw Matt Gates' speech this week, and I think he's a blowhard most of the time. He said, look, McCarthy, we agreed to do some stuff when you went in as speaker and you have not done any of it. You agreed to have hearings uh, on Biden. You agreed. And it was just a whole list, a laundry list of things that he should have done, and none of it's been done so far. So I think McCarthy's trying to do something here, you know, trying to impeach Biden or open up these impeachment to, to help you know, went over to Matt Gates's of the world and Bobert's of the world. I don't think this is going to help, though. No, it will. <clears throat> they now have a special investigator. Um, so it's now out of Congress's hands. Now, Congress can can obviously hold hearings and check in and, and have, <laughs> have the president testify before Congress, which has happened a couple times. Yeah, you think he comes in? I mean, I... I think, no, no, and I don't think. I mean, it's Hunter Biden since he's up under indictment for the gun charge. Will he be subpoenaed, and will he be able to testify? I was wondering about that. Does that? So he would have to be given immunity. Yep. So I think that could be playing into why he actually got uh, charged this week. But look, there. I mean, the House. I don't think the House Republicans have enough votes to impeach Biden. I don't think they've got. I don't think they've got the number. I think there's some Republicans and very blue type districts or purple districts. And I think they're going to have a hard time pulling a trigger to, to impeach Biden. Um, or the strategy is to keep him under investigation all the way through the campaign. Yeah. And that could be it also, which is, which is probably a pretty good strategy because supposedly by uh, starting this impeachment investigation or impeachment inquiry, they'll be able to get more uh, like banking records and, what they're trying to do is put together all this money that's coming in and saying, okay, if Hunter got this money from all these foreign entities, did it make its way back to Biden or did, you know, vice versa. So I think they're trying to trace all this money. It seems like it'd be fairly simple to trace, but they also, I think I heard the other day that the Biden family has 30 something shell companies located around the world, <laughs> which I don't know about you, Dave, I don't have any shell companies. It is <clears throat> shell companies. Holding companies are one thing. Shell companies that don't actually do anything are always trouble. Yeah, it's always to, fraud. Yeah, except just to move money around. Yep. It's always fraud. Now I mean, you, you don't you don't you don't create a, a a company just just to hold your money because you 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 didn't do something wrong. Right. Now, Democrats naturally went crazy over that over this this week. They said, or last week, they said, you know, this is just sham proceedings. There's no evidence to impeach Biden. He's done nothing wrong. Look, so they, they they took they took the notes from <laughs> Trump's impeachment, crossed out Trump, wrote in Biden, and read it verbatim. Do you think there's anybody in the U.S. that doesn't think Biden family is corrupt? I mean, could 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 we find one soul that really doesn't think he's corrupt? Or his son took money from government entities to, uh, you know, for favors or for political favors. I don't think anybody, well, if they're really telling the truth, could say he he hasn't done that. If only if they're not paying attention. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it would if, have to be not paying if, attention, right? If if you get your news from Facebook and X and Instagram, and you're in that echo chamber 
with everybody else with pink hair and, and all that crap, all you're going to get is uh, you're going to get stories about Republican witch hunt. Yep. And that's how they get the Russia Russia collusion thing through. Mm, very so, true. So we're we're losing a few benefits. Delta is making major changes to their loyalty program. Yeah, and you're going to tell me about this. I'm a, a platinum member this year, so how's this affecting me next year? It is. It's. It's. It's going to be aimed more because right now, <clears throat> people aren't Delta uh, uh, Sky Miles members. To make medallion status, you have four qualifiers, and you have to make one of each category. So, so we have to either have uh, miles flown, uh, medallion qualification dollars, which is you know money that you spent right uh, at Delta. Uh, Co-brand uh, cards, which is for Delta Amex, uh, whether you have gold, platinum, or reserve, and I think there's uh, there's ones beyond that. Yeah, there's one more too. Yeah, there's a black card or something. But so what it's going to do is going to lump all that together, <clears throat> and you're going to get so many medallion qualifying dollars uh, for everything you spend on whichever co-branded An- Amex. Uh, at other places, whether it's grocery store or whatever, then you'll get a different rate if you buy Delta, and you also get bonus miles if you use Delta to book your hotel and your rental car and things like that. So, uh, like you said, and, 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 I've, and I've read this elsewhere, is Delta's trying to create its own little ecosystem. So, so all that's going to really count for silver, gold, platinum, diamond status next year is how much money you spend through the Delta ecosystem. It really doesn't matter. How many miles you fly, it doesn't sound like. It's just going to be how much money you spent flying to these different places or, or renting cars or staying in hotel rooms. Right. If you, if you hop on a kayak deal for, for, for general boarding for $200 and I spend $1,800 to fly first class, Yep. yes, I, I get more uh, MQDs. For yeah, that. you're going to get a lot more. I got you. Okay. And I think that, and I think that, that was sort of, sort of the idea of, of – of lining it up and it was and was not giving uh, medallion qualification miles for things like uh, companion tickets. Now I have uh, I haven't seen one person I don't think yet think this is a good thing for most travelers, but you know this is an outrage thing at the moment. People are just thinking this is a big negative. It'll be interesting how it shakes out. I mean I don't look I love Delta. I'm just not gonna try. It's not gonna change. I don't think it's gonna change my. Flying, uh, you know, okay, you using have, Delta. You have, you have upgrade whores, mm-hmm. and we we see them on the on the chat rooms all the time. Right. Uh, uh, what are my chances of getting upgraded? I, I'm a, I'm a platinum. I'm flying out of Atlanta to LAX. That's zero. None. So so stop begging. Stop looking. None. You know, you, you can't swing a dead cat around around uh, ATL without smacking a diamond member. There's everywhere. And Delta allowed you to roll over miles for so many years since COVID. And it's it, all these diamond members and, and folks with, with upgrades are choking the, the sky clubs. You, there's a 15 minute wait to get into a sky club. Right. And so much so that Delta wisely has opened up little, um, look like little shops, like next to the club where you just, you pop in, show, show them your ticket that you're, that you're a member. And grab a sandwich and a drink, and then go to your gate. Yep. I can't get the, get the drink that I like to get when when, when I'm at Sky <laughs> Club, you know. 
I had to get there. I like to get to the Sky Club an hour and a half or two hours before and sit down, relax, grab something to eat, have a couple cocktails. There's no reason in the world to fly sober unless you're actually at the yoke. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see how these changes make sense. I don't think it's going to change me flying Delta, though. No, dude, you, you live at a hub. I know. If you live somewhere other than Atlanta, <laughs> maybe so, but not in Atlanta. Like, who are you going to fly? You're going to fly American and have to connect through Miami, or fly uh, fly Continental, and have to connect through New Jersey? Yeah, and I'm not big on the Southwest. Just find a seat when you get on board. Either uh, I like to ha- Frontier. Yeah. I mean, yes, if look if you, if you want to fly for for forty five bucks, go for it. <laughs> that's that. That's not really my gig. Uh, uh, I did hear a comedian talking about, I was on a Spirit Air, air flight. He says, is there a doctor on board? He goes, this is Spirit. <laughs> yeah, there's no doctors, the doctors on Spirit. doctors are over on Delta. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Any medical professional is like, I, I, I was a nurse once for Halloween. Get over here and help us. I have never thought of that before. <laughs> so, Kenny, do you have any closing thoughts? No, not really this week. Uh, big football weekend. Uh, I'm sure when we... This episode drops. Georgia will be three and zero, so good for them. Alabama got beat last week. Good for them, also. Uh, so this is a this is a fun time, and then we got a little cool front moving in. So it's getting to be nice weather here in Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. This we'll call false fall. It'll be ninety five again. <laughs> I hope not. So there was a story that I guess this has been known for a while, but it's it's around time to vote for the Romenta, uh, Roberto Clemente Award, which is for a baseball player that is uh, uh, does great work on and off the field. Well, Matt Olson has a uh, did a story on him, and he has a friend who he befriended when he, when he was in high school, and what it is is he would go and help this guy. He has uh, a very severe disabilities, totally nonverbal. Uh, and it took years of therapy of being able to, because he can't move, move his body very well. And Matt helped him with his therapy. That's what he would do. He'd come home from work and he'd go and, and work with this guy. And they're, they're roughly the same age. And it turns out this guy who's nonverbal is probably one of the smartest people in the room. It wasn't until they got his dexterity and taught him to use a, a board that he's, he's, he does interviews and everything. I mean, it takes you forever to do an interview. But but yeah, he spells every, every everything out. But but it's it was such a good story about about what, what a good kid he must have been because I mean a lot of kids would have looked at somebody that different and just been like and just been like I'm out of here. You know this is not my thing because he has like like many people with with uh, uh, with, with Aspergers and 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 uh, and all that stuff very sensitive to sound. So they, they, uh, the Braves have actually sponsored an area for those with sensory problems to go be able to watch a game and have a quiet room behind them. Wow. But he's uh, the, the, I say the kid, they're both kids to me, but the, the, the uh, Olsen's friend, his name's Reese, started a company and, and started off the company, started, started a charity. And uh, uh, one of the interviews, he talked about what a living hell it was to be trapped inside this body where he couldn't communicate. He could understand everything that was going on, but he couldn't communicate. So I thought that was a that was a uh, a sweet story for the week to end. That is, and, yeah, good story. And and you and you can absolutely go vote for for Matt Olson on the on the Roberto Clemente Award. It's a it's a it's a big uh, uh, 
a big award. Yeah, I'm going to get. Do, I'm going to do that now. Thanks for sharing. So, well, Ken, thank you very much. Big thanks to Eric Cummings. Big thank you to everybody who downloaded and listened to this. And again, like and share us on the social medias and flick us on your friends. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah.